this is Kiran Nagraj from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Tommy Acherno with us. With over 20 years of leadership experience, Tommy has worked for companies such as NCR, Trimble, and the Institute of Professional Excellence in coaching. As a lead trainer for IPAC, he had the privilege of helping to hundreds of new professional coaches. Tommy holds certifications as professional certified coach by the International Coaching Federation. Certified Professional Coach and Energy Leadership Index Master Practitioner from IPAC. So, with that being said, let's hear it from Tommy. Tommy, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to host you. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us about yourself, Tommy. You are in Colorado right now. When did you choose this path of entrepreneurship? I chose this in March of 2018. I had been in corporate for, as you so lovely pointed out for a number of years, almost 20 years. And I'd always been fascinated by entrepreneurship. I always wanted to do something, but I felt like I never had a skill set valuable enough to do something. And then I discovered coaching and the coaching skill set. And not only I feel like I had it, I've got it right away. I feel like I had this natural talent for it. And then I was able to be part of an organization that really helped develop that skill set. And I was like, wow, I feel like this is something that is valuable and something that I can share with others. And with that sort of confidence and trust in myself, I felt like it was time to bring this to the world. Yeah, I actually had a very powerful intuitive moment that said, bring coaching to the world. And that one message that I had received was really all it took for me to, to lovingly say goodbye to my friends in the corporate world and start my own business. Wow. So you took that bold step of starting your coaching practice like about five years ago. Yeah. When you did, who were the core clients that you wished to work with? And then tell us about whom do you work with now? Yeah. So that message that I got was very interesting to me, bring coaching to the world. So my thought was, well, that means start coaching people. And of course, start coaching people in other organizations. I'm mostly focused on my network first. And that's an important thing to start with. Some coaches I know, they are a little nervous or hesitant to start working with their network. They want it to appear, they want to have no sort of history attached to them. They want to have a pure, fresh, clean experience with someone new. That's absolutely a way that you can go. But far too many coaches tend to overlook starting with who they know, starting with their network. So that's what I was fortunate to do. I started with my network and I reached out to colleagues that I had worked with at Google I was working with people at Trimble still, where I was employed beforehand, and just started there. A lot of them were were leaders. They had leadership titles, directors, senior leaders. I've worked with people in Amazon and, like I said, Google. That was a majority of it. Then I started training and I started teaching for the Institute for Professional Excellence and Coaching, more known as IPAC, better known as IPAC. And that's where that message made a lot more sense, bring coaching to the world. And it was actually less about me coaching people directly and more about helping to create new coaches. And so I did both and, and that continued on. I didn't necessarily end up working with a lot of the students that I had trained, but those students often had people that they knew. And a lot of them were in technology, they were in corporate, they were in leadership, and they would refer their friends and family and colleagues to me. So today, these days, in a lot of ways, it's very similar. Working with directors and senior leadership in corporation tends to be in technology, but not exclusively. But the, my focus has shifted a little bit and quite a bit, actually. It has shifted towards the process of managing up. Got it. 
Garrett Thomas. Let's try to understand through a client success story. Tell us about a client success story, one of your favorites, and then tell us what makes it so special. Oh, I my my favorite success story actually worked with a client for over two years. And when we had first met, she wanted help interviewing. She was trying to interview for a job and she found herself really struggling to do well in the interview and she wasn't getting any jobs. So that's a tough spot to be in, to be willing to invest in coaching when you're struggling to even get a job. But she, she took the leap. She wanted to invest in herself and we started working together. Through that process, I worked with her to develop that confidence. Her background was in dancing. And so I was able to use that as a metaphor and say, when you go to an interview, how could it be like dancing? And she had this great description of it. It's a give and a take, and it's a, it's a sense and response, and there's feel, and it, there's more of a flow to it. So her very next interview that she went for, she applied. She did not get the job. But they loved her so much in the interview, they found another job that she was actually better suited for, and they offered her that job. And it was such a wonderful success. We, we celebrated, felt really good. And once she was there, she got in a groove and she found this other team that she wanted to work for. There was this leader she wanted to be a part of. And so we worked towards that. And she discovered a way to be able to transfer teams eventually and work with that person. At the same time, she was in a relationship that wasn't supporting her. And she made the decision to ultimately end that relationship. And then she was living somewhere. She's always wanted a house. And so we worked towards getting her a house. So the reason I love that story is twofold. One, it started from, I just want to get a job. And that moved to working in a place that she loved to work with a person she wanted to work with, to honoring the kind of relationships she wants to have, to creating a home that she wanted to have. Like how big it got, it just inspired me and it absolutely blew my mind. And I am so proud of everything that she has accomplished. So that's the first thing. The second thing I loved about it is that the primary tool that worked for her, this doesn't work for everybody, was visioning. We always spent time visioning what's it like to work in that team? What's it like to be in the ideal relationship? Which she did actually find. She did create an ideal relationship as well. I forgot to mention that, but that was part of her journey too. And what about that ideal home? These ideal experiences that she wanted to have, we visioned all of them and we broke it down to how she was going to get there starting today. And she achieved all of it. Wow. So that sure is a success story that now is my favorite success story out of all of them. <laughs> so Tommy, if I were to ask you about the methods or steps or strategies that you tend to lean on when you work with these bands, what are they? Because I used to teach coaches, I know a lot of techniques. I know a lot of strategies. For me, my particular style is the more open, the more unscripted, the more intuitive the more powerful the session. So there are really only two tools, there are three tools really, that I use consistently. One is deep, powerful, intuitive, whole body listening. Every coach will tell you that their main skill is listening, and it's so true, but there are different levels of listening. We can listen with our ears, but are we listening with all of our senses? Are we listening with our whole being? Are we listening intuitively? So developing that ability to listen incredibly deeply and powerfully. And when, once people experience that, they realize how rare it is. Very few people are capable of truly listening at that deep of a level. So that's one skill that's undeniable, unquestionable, always use it. The second, of course, is asking questions, asking empowering questions. Now, 
Some coaches find it helpful to come up with a list of questions or study questions or learn a lot of questions. What worked for me was to allow my intuition to bring up that question. I had learned how to not what I call cue questions, right? Where you're sitting there listening to a client and you're thinking about, oh, I need to ask this question. I need to ask this question. I need to ask this question. Instead, I let go of all of that. And I never think about what question I'm going to ask until it's a natural point in the session and it's time for the question. And when that time comes, I trust so deeply that question will just come out. And it always does. It's never failed me. The third tool, the third skill that I use is what I call space. And that's hard to describe, but really what it is, is when we're in a session, for me, it's a container. It's a space that's open for possibility. And within this container, all possibilities are accessible. Anything can be done. Anything can be leave. Anything can be changed. Any energy can be changed. Creating that container and just holding that space and allowing it to be available. And that works in person. It works on the phone. It works over video conference. It doesn't matter if technology is between or distances in between. You can still create that container in that space for possibility. And people feel that and they lean into that. And because they're in that space, it draws out their intuition. It draws out their inner wisdom, which is what I'm always looking for, is how can this person access their knowledge and their inner wisdom? Just to summarize, first one is making sure that you listen, then asking the right question. Of course, there is a lot to it. And yeah. then creating the space that is required to make sure that there is the space which leads to success. So, Tommy, final, finally, now tell us about the steps, okay? So if a client were to speak with you for the first time, what should be they aware of? So they should be aware of what's going on. What I mean by that is whenever I have that first conversation with someone, someone who's interested in maybe becoming a client, I spend a lot of time asking questions. It's different than a coaching session, in my opinion. I think of it more of a doctor's appointment. I'm looking to diagnose what is going on. And so in that case, it's less of those really deep, profound, powerful questions, and more like, what are you experiencing? Describe your relationship with your boss. How do you feel when you wake up? What's, when's the last time that you felt satisfied in your work? It's a little more of those details to get, paint a clearer picture of the state of this amazing person. And I found that to be very profound for potential clients as well, because they're not, they've never really verbalized the state of their being, the state of what is going on. And so by just having that conversation is often very helpful for them. Once I hear that, then what I do is I listen for is what, based on what their goals, based on the state of things and based on where they want to go, am I an ideal coach for that person? And if they're not, and if I'm not, I'm sorry, then I may refer them or I may give them, I may offer some suggestions that they can work on right now. And then that's the end of it. Most of the time though, it is a fit. And then I share, that's something that we can work on. And here's how we're going to do that. And I'll, I don't necessarily say we're going to use this skill and that skill. I, I say a lot of what I already shared with you. We're going to be using deep, a process of deep listening and questions and accessing your inner wisdom. We will likely be using vision because it's such a powerful tool and it's worked for so many of my clients. And we'll create a vision that you can work towards. And I have examples of success of that. So just giving them that sense that I've got them and we can partner together to create what it is they're wanting to create and that they're going to have to put in the work, that it's not my job to give them the answers. That's very important to distinguish 
if you're coming to me looking for answers, I'm not the right person for you. It's about you finding your answers and laying that groundwork. Then we talk about pricing and what the actual details are, but that's a small part of that conversation. Got it. Got it. Tommy, thank you so much for enlightening to the audience. Anyone who want to reach out? These are some things that you should be aware of about Tommy. So next question to you, something that you've mentioned twice now, visioning. So mm-hmm. explain to a layman what visioning is and how to use it in, in day-to-day life for success. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this is a skill that I had learned at, when I was a student at IPEC. And then of course I, I, I taught other coaches how to do it. Visioning, the style of visioning I do is sometimes it's called chunking down or breaking into smaller steps. So you start with some time destination down the road, five years down the road. If that feels too far, one year down the road is just fine. And I say, okay, describe what you want to be experiencing, thinking, feeling, tasting, smelling, use all of your senses of life one year from now, having achieved what you want to achieve. Then once we have that description, And so they talk and I write it down for them. I put it in a document. Then I say, okay, we have where we're going to go six months from now. What does life need to look like for you in order to achieve what one year looks like for now? So I start working backwards towards closer and closer to the present. Six months. Describe what three months looks like. One month, two weeks, one week. Tomorrow, what do you need to do today that'll bring you one step closer to that vision that we had created one year in the future or five years in the future? And that's it. And then I just type it up. I send it to them. And then what's great is that it even gives an outline for coaching. When we coached two weeks later, he said, hey, two weeks you were envisioning life would look like this. How are we doing? Where are we at? And we can tweak and adjust as we go along. Incredibly powerful tool. So what is the success rate for visioning? Oh my gosh. I can't think of anyone who didn't achieve either what they envisioned or something different, but equally or greater in value for them. Wow. Wow. So yeah. that is awesome then. So do try guys. Do check it out. This seems to be quite cool. Yeah. I was just going to add one more, one more piece to that, that this is very special ability that, that a coach can use. When you do that process, we believe with our whole heart and being that the client is capable of achieving that vision. That's a secret ingredient as well, because usually the client doesn't really believe it yet. And so what I will do is I will hold that container of you have this, you are completely capable of accomplishing this. And then as they start to believe it, I just hand that energy over to them. And then that is theirs to grow and to be with. So starting with complete unwavering belief in your client's ability to achieve that vision is also, I think, a key element of success. Of course it is. So Tommy, can you now tell us about goal setting? So how to set goals and then also tell us about how to achieve them a little bit. Is visioning the way to set goals or are there any other ways? Is visioning at goal setting the same? Please tell us. Absolutely. What a great question. So there's so many different thoughts and ideas about goals. The one that I, I enjoy and relate to the most is using goals for setting a direction, not a destination. I will say I have this goal. And really what I'm saying is I'm committing to moving in this direction. But I like to leave it open and flexible and not say this is exactly what needs to happen by this particular date. So to your point and your question, I think that goals and vision work very, they're different, but they work very well together. For example, when you have that vision, you might want to create some goals, which say, what direction do I want to go into in order to 
experience that vision that I have articulated. That way they're achievable. They are reasonable. They're, there's a time bound to them. I also try to make it something that it's a goal. It's a direction that they want to go into. And it's something that's a stretch for them, but it's also not an impossible ideal because again, it, it's going to be harder for a client to really believe they're capable of that. So I try to find that sweet spot. What is a description of a goal that is a stretch, but it's achievable as well. And by doing that, they can accomplish more than they usually believe they can, but also achieve it as well. And then it works really well in tandem with visioning. Got it. Got it. Thank you so much for enlightening us for that. Tell us about best ways of reaching out to you because now people are getting curious. Best ways to reach out to me. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I post uh, every day, Monday through Friday. My focus, like I said earlier, is primarily on managing up. A great way to, to find me and connect me is to go to that coach and you'll find more about what I'm doing there. A lot of things that I'm writing and my email is right there on the site. I love for people just to email me. They can just introduce themselves and say, hi, I love meeting new people. It's one of my favorite things. It's very simple. There's no contact form. There's no, it, it's not complicated. You can go to manageup.coach, hit contact, and you have my email right there. And just send me an email. And even if you want to ask a question or just share an idea, anything, I, I love to hear from people. Dot coach, do reach out, guys. Tommy, that leads me to the final question for the day. So tell us about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does in order to grow in life or to grow in business after hearing this conversation? So after hearing this conversation, the action step that I invite people to take is to ask yourself, how can I love myself? And that sound that, that might sound a little soft, but I everything that I do, everything that I'm focused on is being with a person and helping them, not because they're fixed or they need anything or they need help, but supporting them in their journey to be the amazing person that they are completely capable of. And in most cases, they want to be. And so if you start with, how can I befriend myself? How can I befriend my mind? How can I love myself more? The action is to do that. Sit down, write it out, speak it into a voice recorder, whatever you need to do to allow yourself to answer that question and create space to do that. Do that one thing and the kinds of transformation you'll start to see in all aspects of life will completely blow you away and inspire you and, and surprise you. Wow. So that's something that all of us can do. Make sure that you guys love yourself, be more loving to yourself because we are sometimes too harsh on ourselves and that leads to chaos altogether. So why not look at all the perspective with love rather than harsh, harshness, I'll say. So if you resonated with Tommy, do reach out to Tommy. Tommy, one last time, please share your website and the other ways of reaching out to you or LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn, again, .coach is a great place to reach out to me and then send me an email, which hopefully we can include here, but it's just Tommy at Tom.com. And that's it. I look forward to connecting with amazing, new, wonderful people. Do reach out, guys. Tell him that you've heard him on the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and you love what he said. Thank you so much, Tommy, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. Oh, likewise, Kiran. This was so amazing. I love being here. Thank you, my friend. Thank you again. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Nagrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye.